0: Welcome to A Slob Chems Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobchemsclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 168. I think I'm going to call it The Answer to All Your Problems the container concept and talking about photos. Uh, we'll see if that's what I end up calling it or not. Um, I am also the author of decluttering at the speed of life. My new book that's been out for about six weeks now, and it is available in whatever format you, in which you like to consume books, ebook, Kindle, Nook, um, paperback, find it in Barnes and Noble, find it on Amazon um, or on audible.com or other, um, other audiobook platforms. So I'm going to read you a review that recently came in on audible.com with the title, the title of of the review is this book is very, very, very helpful with four exclamation points. It is amazingly helpful in a very simple way. I highly recommend it. Three exclamation points. I listened to it twice. The only book that finally helped me. That makes me happy. Um, cause I want it to be helpful. Okay. So I'm talking about the container concept as the answer to all of your problems. It's not, it's not actually, that's totally clickbait. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but here's the reason that I'm talking about it. Um, as I, you know, I've been speaking a lot lately. I'm on my book tour Hope you'll come see me, um, if I'm in your area, but, um, as I get questions and as I just talk to people and everything, I feel like I am coming back to, well, it's the container concept. Well, it's the container concept. Well, it's the container concept. I feel like that is the answer to almost every decluttering question. Not every single thing always, but I, I just, it, it seems like I am a broken record when it comes to the container concept, because people ask me a question and I almost hesitate because I'm like, I don't want to oversimplify. I totally understand how offensive oversimplifying is to the person who has struggled for years and years and years and just cannot seem to get this living without clutter concept. I get that because that's, that was me. Okay. And I know that a lot of my problem was my overthinking and my overanalyzing. So for someone to solve all of my problems in one little sentence was super annoying. Like, like the phrase that I say all the time that gets on my nerves so much, the a place for everything and everything in its place, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? Because that was not the case in my house. I simply did not have a place for everything. So quit saying that. You know, that's how I felt. Um, Now I get it so much more, um, but getting it ultimately came down to the container concept. And so I don't want to oversimplify, but I also think there's a lot of value in just exploring this more and seeing how, what is your question? What's your thing that you've either emailed me or thought about emailing me or think about on your own or ask your friends about, Hey, how do you deal with such and such? How do you deal with such and such? And looking at it from, you know, through the lens of the container concept and seeing if that can help you. Obviously you might have something that completely doesn't work for that, but I'm talking about this because it is something that is just, I'm just experiencing it on a constant basis. I feel like lately. So I'm going to talk about it in my podcast. Okay, but before I do that, I want to talk about our sponsor for this week's podcast, who is Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper mattresses are designed by humans for humans. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across Casper, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. Casper also offers a wide array of other products like pillows and sheets to ensure an overall better sleep experience delivered right to your door in a small, how do they do that sized box? you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial. They have free shipping and returns in the U S and Canada. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash clean and using the promo code clean at checkout terms and conditions apply. Go to Casper.com slash clean and use the code clean for $50 towards select mattresses. Okay. So talking about the container concept, talking about, um, how it's the answer to so many problems. Um, ultimately, if this is your first podcast that you've listened to this first time you've ever been around, let me just give you the brief sum up version explanation of what I'm talking about when I say the container concept. Okay. I did not understand containers were limits. I thought containers were things you put stuff in. And so when I would fill one up, I would get another one and then get another one. And I didn't understand why having containers did not make my space look organized and neat the way that it made my friend's space look organized and neat. And the reality was I was not using containers correctly. When I realized that containers were limits, It freed me from assessing the value of individual items. And instead, let me put the blame on the container for what I could and couldn't keep. I can only keep what will fit. So I fill it with my favorite stuff first. This is the oversimplified version. Okay. Don't worry. I'm going to talk so much more about it. Um, I would fill things, fill the container with my favorite stuff first and anything that didn't fit then, um, could not stay in my house. And as i find something that i do want to keep and there's not room in the container then i pull something out to create space for the thing that i want to keep so it ultimately makes all of my decluttering efforts come down and focus around the space i have available not finding ways to fit more stuff into my house but instead accepting the realities of the limits of the space that i have okay uh-huh and as i did that um, I started to realize that um, not only are, you know, buckets and baskets and things like that containers, but the sizes of my shelf is the limit to how much stuff I can put on that shelf and the size of the room limits how many shelves I can have and the size of my house um, limits, you know, just overall what I can have. And it helped me learn to live in my house. And the ultimate end of the story is that what, when I used to feel like my problem was my house wasn't big enough, turned out that was not my problem. My problem was that I had too much stuff. And as I purge down to the limits of the actual size of the house that I had, all of a sudden my house didn't feel too small anymore. And I've been much more happy and satisfied with the size of my house. Okay. So that's the super simplified version. Um, but how does this apply in so many different ways? Okay. So I had a question about photos and I've actually had this question quite a bit. Um, and the question was, um, you know, what do you do with huge amounts of photos? You have photos that are like, I don't know. Are there photos that are a hundred years old? I'm trying to think 1918. Yeah, they would have had photos back then. But you know, if, if you have the family photos, um, what, you know, what do you do with all of those? And, um, this woman was asking, um, which I think you listened so high. Um, but you were asking, what do you do with them? How do you purge photos? Because you never realized until you actually had to pack them up, put them all together, packed them up to move that you had like an entire carload of of photos. And, um, just that reality was shocking and realizing, okay, what do I do? But then it's paralyzing because photos are photos, especially old photos, you know, of people who, I mean, that's your family history. That's what that is. So I'm just going to talk about this overall concept, but ultimately it comes down to the container concept. Okay. The reality of the space that you have available versus the either real or perceived or potential, or surely it has value value of the item that you're talking about. Okay. So the reality of space versus the value, you have to go with the reality of space. Okay. Um, I don't live in a museum. Um, even though I think museums are really cool and I like looking at museums and there have been times where I would kind of like to live in a museum because that would be really cool. And I see the value in all these neat things. And I do think they're cool. And I mean, I, um, I had a roommate in college who, you know, go into her family's house. She had the coolest house. It was just all sorts of quirky and cool and interesting things. And I think I talked about this in my first book, but I loved her, her parents' home. I mean, it was just so neat. And it was just so many things to look at and just go, Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. You know, um, I, I, uh, Chili's used to decorate. I don't think they do anymore, but you know, they used to decorate with all these kind of old, quirky vintage things, you know, up on the wall. And, and I was just, I love that kind of stuff. It's fun to me. Um, but that's over my clutter threshold to have all these neat, cool things. I don't keep it looking neat and cool. It looks like a junkyard in my house. Okay. So I have to have less stuff than that, but we're talking about the container concept. So the reality is, even though I would love to keep all of those things, I actually have to live in my house. And so the family that I am actually, um, have been given to take care of and to, you know, orchestrate although I don't have as much control as I would like to to orchestrate their you know their growing up years um to you know the people who come in and out of my life who actually are there for me and um you know, who I have the opportunity to, um, help and have in my home and develop relationships with and all that kind of stuff. Those people have top priority. Okay. Because they're the people who are living now and they exist. And I guarantee the people in the pictures would want me to be focusing on the people who are actually in my home. Make sense. Okay. That's kind of getting into the, you know, la la land, but, um, but the the people living in my house get top priority. So we have to have the room we need to actually be able to move around, to live, to find the things that we need. And this is not, you know, the person asking the question, obviously this is stuff that, you know, this wasn't the issue, but I have to look at it that way. I have to look at it as I would love to keep all of these pictures, but top priority has to go to actually living in my house right now. Okay. So what are some ways to actually apply the container concept to photos? Well, um, you know, having a designated space and having it be a space that I can actually designate to photos in our house, I have a cabinet, um, and it is very full of pictures of photos. Um, but that cabinet is my photo cabinet. So I know When I need to find a picture, that's where I head. Okay. And that means that it's very full now. And honestly, we don't have as many printed out pictures as we used to, but, um, as more come in, I either have to say, okay, then what space am I going to designate for more pictures or, which stuff in this cabinet is going to have to go. Maybe it's a repackaging of things because, oh, you know what? I've got several notebooks here and instead it would be better just to put the pictures in a box um, and then I would have the space that I needed for more pictures. Um, But, you know, the reality is the space that I have is the space that I have. So I have to designate something that doesn't need to be used for other things in my everyday life for the people who are living here and designate that and then that becomes the limit but it's hard because you know what pictures are, like I said, just really hard to get rid of. Um, my grandmother had a chest for photos. Now my grandmother did not struggle with clutter. Um, you know, I'm sure she would have said that she did, but I mean, you know, looking at her house, her house was always perfectly fine. So, um, but she did, I can remember going through photos. She had a special chest in her, um, living room kind of in the back corner. And I can remember going through that and that's where the photos were. And the beauty of that is you know where they are because you have one spot that when you find photos, that's where that stuff goes. But it also serves as a limit. I'm sure she didn't have to think think it through in the way that I had to. But um, but that was, you know, where she had. I have a small cabinet. Um the other things to um one of the things that I did for my mother-in-law, you know, when she moved into a smaller space, um, she had so many framed photos all over the entire house. I mean, she had a, you know, a normal full sized home and she was moving into a two, not even two room. I mean, they're smaller than a regular room, two room apartment. I think her apartment that she has in assisted living, it might be like 350 square feet or something like that. I am making that up. So if that's a completely crazy number, then I'm sorry. Um, but it seems like that's about what it is, but she, um, you know, we had to move from a full-sized home to that. She, it would have covered every single wall, every single inch of wall space to put those, um, framed photos up in her new place. And so, What I did was I went out and I bought her a very nice leather photo album. And then one of my daughter's jobs was to take everything out of the frames and put them in, you know, take those eight by 10 pictures. Some of them were, most of them, I think the biggest were probably eight by 10, but take all of those and put them in this nice photo album. So she has all the same pictures, but it takes up, so much less space. So now it's a leather photo album. She still has all of her pictures. Yes, she has to pull them out and go through them, but instead of just seeing them on the walls all the time, but that's actually kind of fun, right? So, you know, that was a way of thinking of we want to keep these same pictures, but we don't have the space that we used to have. And so here's how we consolidated them and put them into um, space, which speaking of consolidating, consolidating is huge in accepting the container concept. Okay. It's a great way to make myself touch everything. It's also a great way to just have major reality checks. Um, probably not as common with old, old photos, but you know, I can remember in the eighties and nineties when, you know, one hour photo developing was a big thing. And I, I was always getting pictures developed. I can remember that being one of the first things I would do consistently when I actually drove on my own at the age of 16 is I would run up to the grocery store and turn in, you know, a roll of film and get it back. Um, that was when doubles, can you remember like free doubles? you would get free doubles of pictures. That was a thing that they would do. Um, which means I have two of every single picture with a few of them going out to the friends. That's why I would get doubles because I would give, you know, my friends copies of certain pictures. So that in and of itself, pulling out just the doubles and going through and saying, I'm just going to look through these pictures and see if there are any that shouldn't be here because back in the day every single picture got printed. You know, and so if you have all these pictures realizing it's not like it is now where you take a thousand pictures on digital and then print out one of them, we used to not have any idea what the pictures looked like until they were printed out. And so they all got printed. Most of the time they got printed as doubles, and so I had doubles of 10 pictures on a roll of 36 that were, you know, blurry or somebody's nose or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, or of the same, dif- same picture. And I can consolidate it down and say, these 10 things are actually the same picture. I can keep one of those. Okay. So just letting yourself go, I'm going to reduce. I may not be able to actually, um, you know, I, I, I can't think of this as you know, a full on decluttering, getting rid of things that are really hard to get rid of, but say, I'm just going to go through these pictures and let myself, um, just give myself permission to only get rid of the ones that obviously need to be gotten rid of the ones that obviously need to be purged. And as I do that, Most likely you're going to find, I mean, if you have pictures from the eighties and nineties and early two thousands, even you're probably going to find that a lot of them are duplicates. A lot of them are ones that were printed that you never would print now. Okay. Um, you know, maybe there's a great picture with everybody looking at the camera. And then there's a whole bunch of pictures of people you don't really know. And you can't really remember why you took that picture of the whole group or whatever. So, you know, letting yourself go through and consolidating, putting things that are like together, um, that will probably reveal it. Cause again, so many times it comes down to, here's this huge amount of pictures, Pictures are by definition emotional and sentimental. I can't imagine how I would ever get rid of a picture. And I look, and so I'm just going to put off dealing with that because I'm confident it's going to take tons of emotional energy. And instead, saying, okay, maybe it will take emotional energy. I'm not going to do anything that takes emotional energy, but I am going to look through it and see if there's anything just ridiculously obvious. There's probably not anything ridiculously obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and look through it anyway. Give myself permission to just not even deal with the stuff that's emotional and just get rid of anything that happens to not be emotional. 99 times out of a hundred, that's going to help me reduce. Okay. Which might help me fit it all in the container. Okay. Um, okay. Here's another just idea for this. One of the things that I did, um, that I've done it in a couple different ways, but it's been probably some of the best gifts I've given. Um, and that is like for my father-in-law, I made a Um, a photo album for him, you know, a digital photo album. I mean, like I did it online and then had it printed and shipped to me. Um, but I did that and I went through, picked out the best, Um, you know, photos that showed him growing up, you know, like this was a super rare one of his actual father, you know, who passed away when he was 18 months old, um, you know, of him with his mother and father, it's like the one photograph that we have of that. Um, And then, you know, the, the few things from growing up, and then teenage years, and then his early, you know, time with my mother in law, and then, you know, so went through his whole life, and I probably did this, I would say maybe even 10 years ago, you know, and he just passed away, um, in August, but we, that was a project, which we all know. I love projects, right? That's the kind of stuff I actually enjoy. Um, putting that together was a natural container concept implementation because only the very best things will go in this book. Okay. They are the ones that really, I mean, it it helped me identify which are the really important ones. And oh yeah, this one over here is somebody's nose in the corner of the picture and we've kept it. Not that I got rid of those, but I'm just saying, you know, the, the photo book itself is not unlimited because I'm not going to pay, you know, a thousand dollars to have everything printed, but that is a natural container. The photo book, how many things can I fit in here and have it actually be visible and easy, easy to see, um, and put that all together. And then what I was able to do is, um, order. I think I ordered, I don't know three copies or something like that of that same book. So there was one for my husband and I, there was one for my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and there was one for, um, my sister-in-law. Okay. So it was like that same one, that's that same project that I had. Now all the family members have it and it's in a thin book as opposed to boxes and boxes full of all these random photos. Makes sense. Okay. Um, just a little tip on that. You don't have to scan them. Um, it's not always easy, but if you get yourself in front of a window that doesn't have shadows of like the, the bars in the window or any bars in the window, (laughs) I live in prison. Just kidding. Um, but you know what I mean? Like the little crisscross things that sometimes produce shadows. But if you can find yourself a spot that doesn't have shadows, but does have good light, um, I just take photos with my decent, good camera, um, of the photos. So instead of scanning them, it just takes so much less time than scanning for me to do that. And you have to, you know, watch it. Cause you don't, you don't want to have to use a flash cause then it'll have a little, you know, flash glare on it. Um, but uh, that has worked really, really well for us. That's the same thing we did. Um, you know, for the funeral, Uh, for some of the things, you know, actually I went back to that book and I think I just used my phone camera, you know, phone cameras are amazing now, but, um, I just used that and took pictures of the pictures and, and did that. So that was very easy to do. I mean, it was a big project, but it was easy. Um, so that is a way, you know, to what create the album, you know, create the, maybe it's not even a a digital out, al- you know, cre- digitally created album, but, you know, come up with an album and that is a container. What is worthy of going in the album? And then the other things, even if you don't get rid of them, maybe they're, you know, more in a storage type situation than out in, um, out in the open, but you're probably going to find things that can actually be gotten rid of. Um, cause if it doesn't produce the memory, then it doesn't, I know though, people get really worked up about photos. So do what you want, but accept the realities of your container. Um, okay. Sentimental stuff. When people ask me about sentimental stuff, you know, my answer is it's the container concept, you know? So what do I do about, um, the stuff that's been passed down to me from my grandmother? It has to fit in your container. So if it's a chair, it has to fit in your room and still allow for people to be able to walk around because you don't live in a furniture store. You don't live in a thrift store. You have to actually give priority to people who are living there and they need to be able to get through the room, which means if you really want to keep this chair for sentimental reasons, and there is not a space for it in your home, then you have to get rid of one of the chairs that you already have to make space for that or of something else that you already have in your home to create the space for this sentimental item that you want to keep. If you're not willing to do that, then it's not as sentimental as you claim it is. Okay. So it comes down to the container concept. You can keep whatever you want to keep and you can live however you want to live. Come on. I mean, and this is just me if you're asking my opinion, but you can keep whatever you want to keep but you have to create the space to be able to keep it comfortably. Okay. And still be able to live around that thing. Um, what if I legit might need something someday? Okay. Then it has to have a space for it in your home. You know, what if I legitimately might need these research materials? What if I legitimately might need this? Um, I don't know, I randomly look around my house for things as I'm doing podcasts. Um, what if I legitimately might need these blankets because I do live in a climate where it, you know, is ridiculously cold or something. And, um, ridiculously, I don't mean that derogatorily. Uh, but anyway, but it's where it gets extremely cold. And, you know, I really do live in an area where it's an actual possibility that we might run out of heating stuff or whatever. And so I really do need this many blankets. Great. But it comes down to the container concept. If you really do need that many blankets, then you have to have space for it in your home. And that might mean that something else that's not as urgent of a need doesn't get to stay because you have to have the room for the blankets. Okay. Which then helps me look at things and realize that, um, Oh, well, maybe it, maybe it's not that important. Okay. Well, maybe I don't actually need that many like the container concept just shifts my brain on all decisions of what I'm keeping and not keeping because it's, Oh, I need this. Well, then I have to have a space for it. Oh, well, I'm not willing to give up space for other things for that. Oh, well then I guess I don't actually need it. See how it works. Like everything does that. Or I really need this. Well, then I have to get rid of something to make space for it. Okay all right, well, I would have thought that I needed this, but when I compare it to this thing that I really actually need, I see that the thing that I actually need is more container worthy than this item. Got it. Okay. Um, and here's another one. Somebody asked recently when I talked about, which I've gotten good feedback. Thank you. Um, about my soapbox episode recently about the fine line between excuses and challenges um, I had gotten this, um, question. You mentioned a couple of times. Oh no, I'm sorry. This is not that podcast. Although that one was really good. I did listen to it and I have gotten good feedback about it. This is actually about the 10 things over my clutter threshold. Um, which if you listen to that one, I just this week put up a post that showed the, um, the couch cover that I talked about being over my clutter threshold. So you can see how bad that looked. And everybody thinks that it's a cat on top of my couch, but it's my dog. She would be so offended if she thought, if she knew that people thought she was a cat because she hates cats. Sorry. I mean, she doesn't really hate them. She'd like to play with them, but she will bark her little head off when we see one as she's, we're driving down the road anyway. Um, so please, if you ever meet her, do not call her a cat. Um, cause she's laying on top of the couch in the pictures. So people keep saying that, um, what am I rambling about? Oh, anyway. So here's the, um, here's what I got from that. You mentioned a couple of times at the beginning of that podcast about things that you used to be able to handle that you cannot anymore or vice versa. I would really love to hear more details about that. Maybe you could do another podcast and blah, blah, blah. Um, give more examples of things that you used to be part of or are now that were not doable at a different time in life. This is something I'm really struggling with right now. And I'm sure many others are also, um, this is her talking. I'm a homeschooling mom of three grade school aged children, and I want to do it all, all the time. I get so excited about every opportunity and possibility out there. I'm realizing that it is too much because I never have an extra moment to do anything that I need to do. Um, yeah, this right here, this is me talking now, this right here is a common problem with people of my personality type. Okay. And that's me. I mean, I want to do everything, anything that sounds interesting. I'm like, well, I'd like to try that. Oh, well, I'd like to be that person. Oh, well, I want to, I want to learn how to do that. I mean, that's, that's what I always say. Slobs are very nice and interesting people <laughs> because that that's just me that's my natural reaction that's what i do um i want to do it all i want to learn it all i want to be it all i want to um figure things out and my reality is i cannot do everything um and so again it ultimately comes down to the container concept looking at my time as a container. I do not have unlimited amounts of time. So I can't commit to everything. And looking at it with the one in one out rule, meaning if I'm going to do this thing that looks really fascinating and interesting to me, it means to bring that into my schedule, I'm going to have to delete something else. Sometimes I'm willing to do that. And sometimes I'm not willing to do that. Sometimes I am, and I'll just be honest, the thing that I naturally delete is the daily stuff around my house, the dishes and the five minute pickups and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's my default delete. And instead I have to go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. My time is a container. If I'm going to have to get these things done, I can't do everything else. And so, um, you know, realistically, it's all the fun things that I would keep adding and adding and adding. And now I'm like, no, there's a certain base level of things that have to be done. And so as I bring something fun in, I'm probably going to need to delete something else that could be fun also. And this goes down with that phase of life thing of realizing this is where I am right now. My kids are at this age. This is the amount of time that, that it requires of me. I can't also do everything else. Okay. I'm being very vague here, not vague, but I just feel like I'm not getting into specifics. Um, But along with that, my energy is a container as well. I only have an actual limited amount of energy. I can increase my energy by sleeping better, eating right. But usually if I'm bringing so much stuff into my life and it's taking up so much time that takes away sleep time and it takes away the time that is required to actually eat healthy because eating healthy requires more time. And then that then affects my energy, which makes me have less energy, which makes me able to do less. Okay. So it's like this, my focus is a container. I only have a certain amount of focus and just like the clutter threshold is only found through decluttering. Okay. My clutter threshold being the point at which I am easily able to keep things under control in my home. Just like the clutter threshold is something only found by decluttering. My time threshold, my energy threshold is only found by deleting things. Okay. So if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm overscheduled and not feeling like I'm doing a good job at anything, because I don't have enough time and I don't have enough energy, I need to start deleting things, you know, delete something that maybe sounded good. And it's not as fun as it actually sounded like it was going to be delete that and see if I am feeling better. Because here's the thing. I, I see a lot of people and I tend to sometimes do this too. It's like, go, 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 add, 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 and then just stop everything. And sometimes you feel like, well, I can't stop everything. So, what is the thing, one thing that I can delete from my life? One commitment, one time sucker, one responsibility. What can I delete that um is actually deletable and find, okay, how am I able to function well now that that's gone. Okay, I'm still overwhelmed. I still don't have enough energy. I'm going to delete one more thing, delete one more thing. So it's kind of like decluttering responsibilities and which responsibilities is a hard word to say, because responsibility sometimes feels, feels like something that I actually have to do, which there are things I actually have to do in life. Um, but sometimes it's a responsibility that I took on that I didn't need to take on and someone else could handle that. Okay. And so it's the deleting of things that helps me realize and find that container limit point of, um, my time and my energy. Okay. I know everything comes down to the container concept, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I've talked for a really long time now. So anyway, I'm going to let you go. Um, don't forget about our sponsor casper.com slash clean. Use the promo code clean at checkout to get $50 towards select mattresses. Okay. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.